Hi. Welcome. My name is Misty. And the podcast is called Choice. My experience building relationship with God. This is season one, episode three. Welcome. I'm glad you're here with me. I'm picking up off where I had left from the previous podcast, episode two. They said, they being the Rev and my father, your mother died today. After the initial outburst of disbelief, and utter shock. Time just seemed to become like a feather. Uh, as my dad, um, help me get in the car. And uh, the ride home was very solemn. I said, I want to see her. I want to see. My mother and my dad said, because of the way that she died, it would be best to remember her like I had last, from when I had last seen her. So, of course, is that, what do you mean, how she died? What are you talking about? And he said, your mother was shot in the head. And it was like another arrow, a flaming arrow going through my heart, shot in the head. By who? And he said, right now it's believed that she committed suicide. I'm like, what? My mother would not leave me. My mother would not leave me. And I was just numb. Suicide. What's that? You know, teenager, 12 years old. I don't know what that is. But I found out it's when a person decides to end their life by whatever means necessary to them. And it could, anything can trigger it. Mental health issues could be behind it. it a barrage of different reasons. The only thing I knew is it gave me this huge dark, empty place where there was nothing but a huge question mark of why? Why? Why would she do such a thing? Why? And nobody could answer the question. Nobody People would just shake their head. So, I don't know. 
And I was left with my own thoughts on, well, I, I couldn't think, <laughs> think. <laughs> I was in shock. And then that fiery arrow about this horrible thing called suicide. I know my mom, she wouldn't leave me. Oh, I don't understand. I, to this day, I don't understand. Time went on, and the arrangements were made, and people who had decision-making power determined that she would be cremated and that there would be a memorial service at the church where she worked at, and... And and then uh, dinner afterwards at my dad's house. Um, people came, gave their condolences. Um, family from out of town, and then it returned to just my my dad and I. And things tried to return to normal. I tried to go back to, I was in junior high at the time. And I remember shortly after I'd go to the office when I'm having a bad day in school and I'd call my mother because my mother, she would come and get me. And I'd pick up the phone and I'm dialing because I'm calling my mother and then just as I was dialing the last couple of numbers, I'd remember my mother isn't there anymore. Remember in episode two, I had shared with you that I had told my dad, I had just told my dad that I was pregnant and how that didn't, that just wasn't going over well with my dad. Um, yeah, we actually got into a physical altercation behind it. Um, I can't remember the details. Basically, I don't know, he said something, and I got flipped with him. I said some kind of remark, and uh, he came at me, and I wasn't going to let him hurt me. So I defended myself. And... um Anyway, I can't, I, I know that we basically just walked away from each other and uh, 
there was no communication at all. He wasn't talking with me. I wasn't talking with him. And the months were going by, and I was maturing in my weeks of pregnancy. My trimesters were passing, and it was coming time for me to have my baby. And... uh Shortly before I was to have my little baby, and at that time there was no gender reveal parties or finding out what the sex of the baby was unless there was some kind of emergency or something. My dad, he he would talk with other people in the family And like I said, when I got pregnant, it was taboo. And for whatever reasons, my dad chose to listen to other people. (laughs) Boy, that's really something. You really got to watch who you get your counsel from. Because the very same people who counseled him to put me out the house with my baby, (laughs) his grandchild, ended up in the long-term raising their own grandchildren when their parent was chose a different path instead of raising their kids. You know, and boy, I tell you this, time is a revealer of all things. Time is a revealer of all things. And that's something that God showed me a long, long, long time ago. Time is a revealer of all things. And my dad, he found that out over time. And it it really crushed him to his soul to see that the very people that counseled him to to put me and his grandchild out of the house ended up taking their own grandchildren in and raising them instead of putting them in a home. All right, so this is to prior to me. I'm getting ready to get have my baby. My dad comes to me and says that uh, he has made arrangements for me to be placed into a home with unwed mothers, and that uh, shortly after my baby is born, uh, he will be taking myself and his grandchild to this home for unwed mothers. And, you know, I was like, fine, whatever, you know, because at that point, I just cared about my baby and I, whatever else, it was a moot point for me. A cold February morning came and I had been in labor all night long. 
And I waited purposely until seven in the morning to wake my dad up and tell him I was in labor and I needed to go to the hospital. And um, by the time I got to the hospital, of course, the pains had increased. And I was a first time mom, so I had no idea what to expect. And it turned out through the way things went, my dad ended up being in the delivering room with me, which is not anything that I would have chose for myself. <laughs> Man, that was that was a hoot. Um because basically, you know, they talk about sailors that, you know, you cuss like a sailor. Yeah, well, honey, that day I put sailors to shame. All the cuss words that was coming out of my mouth. And, uh, but eventually my baby arrived and he was a little boy <laughs> because I knew that his dad wanted a boy. So I was elated and we have our baby boy. Well, just as my dad said, okay, so my dad brings us home to his house. And my dad just, like, keeps an eye on me, you know. The baby had his own crib, and but he would need feedings and whatnot, and, and I had it. I was taking care of my baby. And my dad would ask if he, you know, if I needed any help, if I wanted him to feed him or anything. And I said, no, you know. And the first week went by, and just as he said, you know, we packed our things, and um, he took me to that home. Oh, it was a very nice home. It was in a really nice neighborhood, upper middle class, really great side of town. And it was beautiful there. And it was a huge house. And it was a beautiful place. However, my dad, because he didn't have it in him, he didn't know how to protect his family, his legacy. Um, and listening to other people, he dropped myself and his grandson off at this home. In today's podcast episode, I shared with you about how I was told that my mother committed suicide. And also I shared with you the experience that it had on me personally and some of the experiences that I had because of it. I want to give you this information in case you are experiencing any mental health-related distress or are worried about a loved one or anyone else who needs crisis support. Please call the Suicide Crisis Lifeline 988. Again, 
Contact 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE if you are experiencing mental health distress or are worried about a loved one who may need crisis support.